You're listening to the UBC Medicine Learning Network. Are you struggling to stay connected to your team now that everything has changed? Things are more virtual and distributed? Are you trying to figure out how to bring new people into your team without having the chance to meet them face-to-face? Do you miss that small talk in the hallway between patients? Yeah, me too. This is Primary Care in a Pandemic. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm a medical anthropologist working at the University of British Columbia's Department of Family Practice. And I'm Morgan, a family doctor working in the inner city, and I'm faculty in the Department of Family Practice. We're both part of the Primary Care Innovation Support Unit, or the ISU. Staying connected as a team takes work, even in normal times. And this is much harder when people are working virtually or when you're intentionally working to reduce overlap in staff and maintain that physical distance. And effective team-based care really requires the team to share values and to develop a team culture. The pandemic has really prompted a massive shift in culture, how people connect or, or don't connect, and how that kind of shared values gets propagated across a team. So today we're going to be talking about team building in the context of the pandemic. Some ideas support team building, maintaining relationships, and the development or sustaining of a shared culture now that the way we're able to interact is so different for many of us. So our first idea is thinking about in your practice to create teamlets or pods, and that could be connecting a primary care provider, a couple of the extra team members and and office staff, and maybe having two or three teamlets within the larger team. It has the benefit of you staying connected to a smaller group, and it has the public health or clinic benefit of if one teamlet goes down, if you've been isolating from the other groups, they can still stay and, and function and the whole clinic doesn't shut down. There's a couple of different ideas about how to structure teamlets in practice. Physically, teamlets can be working in different exam rooms. In terms of timing, a lot of work is being done with different groups coming in on different days, limiting the numbers of people in the office. And then it's also about the idea of thinking about shared spaces and the use of shared space in practice and how that's going to be navigated. So lunch rooms, break rooms, whether it's staggered breaks or staggered use of space. And it's really hard to do, especially in smaller clinics, but I think it's really important when we're thinking about different ways we can be working to reduce overlap. If you think about schools and what's happened over the past sort of three months and the massive changes that have been made to try to reduce that overlap to create those cohorts of students. I know that in my son's school, I think they have a cohort of 60. So there's three classes. All of their break times are coordinated. They go in and out specific doors. They have kind of one-way hallways. And how well this works depends, again, on, on the physical structure of the building, but it can make a really big difference. Those are good points, like extending the office hours so that Different groups can work at different parts of the day, perhaps doing some of your time virtually so that if you're in person in the morning but you're not in the afternoon and vice versa, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can do that even in a smaller clinic. And the next idea we wanted to talk about is how teams and team building is working in practices. We talked with Dr. Rita McCracken And she was able to tell us a little bit more about how the teamlets work in her practice, which is a little bit larger than most. And in our discussion with Rita, she really underscored the importance of team building in the context of COVID and particularly the move to virtual care and different kinds of teamlets working together. As you know, um, in fee-for-service, family doctors are individual business owners. The group that I work with, I would say, is light years ahead of a typical solo practice, but we are still individual 
providers who have their own lives. Many um, work in other places in functions that are not related. I, I think we need to do some team building and, and not like climb a ropes course together, but actually use a tool because there is just there are so many new conversations that we didn't need to have before March 2020. And now having them over Zoom in ad hoc sort of ways or via email or Oscar message, it is quite chaotic and difficult to create a solution. All of those systems and the level of communication that needs to happen, it's a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grace Scholler, a nurse and clinic manager with years of experience in community health centers who I've known for a long time, is currently part of developing a new team in a growing community health center. He spoke of the challenges of trying to do team development virtually. Everyone's got virtual fatigue as it is. So if you're a a doctor or a nurse, you spent 30 hours a week on some virtual platform providing patient care, trying to do team building activity on a Friday afternoon via whatever virtual platform you're using. It's just not as appealing. The thing about team-based care and places like community health centers is the team is socialized to a set of values and a way of practicing. There has to be a shared approach. And how do you build that? I'm a big believer in culture and, and how we build culture. When we're having these conversations right now, it's, it's trying to figure out like the balance of like, how much do we invest in the way things are right now? And how do we put it on things on the back burner? Grace certainly has a point here. With so much change, it's also really important to think about how we're going to continue these efforts to build teams. We heard this need for a tool to support the development of a team questions of team structure and function were really emerging before the pandemic. And we started to develop this team mapping method. And Sarah, team mapping was designed to really help with building team. So it helps the group get together and and talk about roles, scope, and how they can work together. We designed it to be a patient-centric tool to talk about different personas. And it really helps to build up a team. It gets you to think about how you want to work together, across the team with different situations. And team mapping was designed as an in-person facilitated process. And now we've kind of transitioned to doing this virtually. What do you think about this kind of virtual team building as an opportunity? So actually, if you are going to be virtual, this is even more important than if you're working together because you're not going to have that chance to build that hallway conversation, the the ad hoc casual bits of development of relationship and, and process. You kind of have to do a bit of it up front. And we've got coaches all over British Columbia now that have been trained to do this, and they can help you. So the next idea we really wanted to talk about was regular team touch points. Especially if you're working in different locations at different times, having team time is key to staying connected. Absolutely. If you can do a daily check-in, even if it's very short, some sort of huddle, that's huge just to keep that relationship going and not even necessarily to talk about the work in the process, but you can do that. You can review your lists, but also just to connect. And I think we do these daily check-ins now in the ISU. They're probably 50% reviewing our day, but 50% really just that social piece of connecting. And we heard a great story recently in the Team Up webinar series. Representatives from the Luma Medical Center talked about how they had these kind of Friday team check-ins that are now called Friday Chicken. And really, it's just the opportunity for that team to get together virtually or in person and, and talk about how their week's gone. 
And then the other thing you can do is have a case conference where you talk a bit more about some of the patients that perhaps are needing a bit more support. And you can talk together about how you want to work to help that person or those people. There's also uh, different other virtual tools like chat channels or group communication apps. And make sure you've got some of those that are fun. That's where my son throws up all the animated GIFs that he can find. And it's a great way to stay connected. Definitely. And, and we found, you know, with our team, some really great ways to have virtual social gatherings, whether it's our list of random questions and setting up kind of a speed dating thing with the team or having conversations about things that are, aren't related to work, just to, again, really build those relationships and that how you want to work together. I want to talk about the speed dating thing for just a sec, because I was a little skeptical when we started it. But what we did is we had our group, which isn't very large, break off into pairs. And there were a couple of questions as prompting questions that we asked each other just to get to know each other in different ways. And it was actually really good. It was a neat way to connect individually with members of the group that we might not have done before and to find out a little bit about each other. And it was fun. It was. So today we've really gone over kind of three ideas for how to build team and how to do this virtually. The first is the idea of teamlets in, in your practice. And this would be more for the, the in-person, face-to-face visits, thinking about how you want to structure those across time and space. The second idea that we talked about is specific tool for team building, team mapping. And the third idea would be thinking about how you want to make those regular team touch points. We want to thank our guests today. Dr. Rita McCracken and Gray Scholler. And as always, all the stuff is in the show notes. And if you want to reach out to us, the email link is in the show notes as well. This has been a presentation of the UBC Medicine Learning Network. 